<laughs> I'm not trying to throw shade, but I'm just like, no, no, I think no, Tom, yeah, you specialize process. in throwing shade in my face and just rubbing my face in it like a I, bad dog. I, I just want you to be as brown as me. You know what I mean? You know, I have to live with Olive. You don't burn. Greetings and salutations and welcome once again to the Capeless Crusaders live at the time from the digital safe house. Uh, I am the Azorian one, Anthony Esteves, and I am joined today by two compadres, one of which is from a uh, family podcast member, if, I, if that's the way to go, but he'll be last. First, I'd like to introduce the man with the mic very close to his mouth. So close. Hi, this is the son of Mander. I'm back. I've been gone for like three months. I've missed I'm you. back. Uh, I was reminded by Amy that my new nickname is the Super Manderson. So that's right, the Super Manderson. And down from the southern regions of the great state of California, former Crusader, current. I, I got nothing. That's all. Representative I got. of Nerd On. There we go. The podcast. Right. He is. Hi, I'm Tom. <laughs> I was like, "Hi, I'm Tom." Bad boy suit. No, I'm. Uh, yeah, I don't know what it is. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I I used to be able to say like I was on every recording, and then <laughs> then I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't. But those uh, of you, you know of course, what? you you the faithful Capeless Crusaders listeners know that Tom is one of the originators of the Capeless Crusaders. If this were Sons of Anarchy, he would have a Redwood original patch. On his vest at the very top. Uh, we don't wear vests or cuts, so sorry. I'll, I'll say, like, if you're like Just League okay. America, it was like Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. For some mm-hmm. reason, in later iterations, he's not part of the original crew. Yeah. <laughs> but man, yeah, that hair you cheap got. man's Batman. Cheap man. Oh. <laughs> They're both rich white guys, though. <laughs> That's true. One with a great goatee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, this is the Capeless Crusaders. We are your number one, supposedly, rumored to be, podcast for anything comic book related. So, when you need comic book news, you come here. Allegedly. Allegedly. Supposedly. (laughs) If you go anywhere else, you're doing it wrong. (laughs) Exactly. You are doing it wrong. Unless, I mean, unless it's like Kevin Smith or... No. Invalid. No, no, they don't no, even invalid. talk about comic books anymore. They just talk about movies. That's true. It's you're com- right. That's and, true. And Disney. <laughs> uh, by the way, this episode that you're listening to right now is brought to you in part by the Nerd On Nation, powered by Patreon. It was just me on that one. That's okay. No problem. No, I, don't, I don't do that. That's okay. Okay. Uh, the Nerd On Nation allows us to keep the lights on and up our quality. As a member of Nerd On Nation, for as little as $1 to $5 a month, you get early access to episodes, a Discord community that is always popping, and bonus episodes and so much more. So please check it out at nerdon.io slash Patreon. Check but out Needon too. I don't. I don't know what that does, <laughs> but I, I'm assuming you'll get a kick. Needon. <laughs> Needon. Um, uh, shit, I got nothing. <laughs> Nerdon is just as good, but Needon, it just gives you a little bit more. You know, you because you, you need it. This is why Mary does this most of the time. For anything related to the Capeless Crusaders and Nerdon, you can head on over to thecapelesscrusaders.com, your hub for all things Crusaders. From there, you can find all our content, as well as the rest of the Nerdon podcast family. Oh, man, that's why Barry does Hey, that. I that's think a, you did a great job. I appreciate yeah, you that. did. I appreciate that. You, I mean, it, you deserve... A drink. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna. I'm uh, some red wine. Right. You deserve okay. to be the white Portuguese, the one that's funneling dirty <laughs> bombs into Gotham, mm-hmm. and yeah. possibly yeah. just 
yeah. uh, uh, <laughs> kryptonite. <laughs> white, white Portuguese I, and a man. Wow, did Steve just go from Batman to Lex, a supervillain? Yeah. The, the ship that Batman's after? Yeah. Because. <laughs> he's, no, he's just a ship. Because you either die a hero or you or live, live long, long enough, enough to become to a see ship. yourself become a ship. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> that's, that's, that's how it happens. That's my favorite line from that movie. <laughs> I think it really holds it together. Because, I mean, it at the does. end with the ships, mm-hmm. yeah. you know the ship what I'm saying? The whole time. You got to rely on that's the white climax. Yeah. It's got two yeah. ships. Yep. <laughs> what are we doing here today? What's happening? <laughs> Just reminded about how much I loved when they uttered that name in Batman vs. Superman. Anyway, uh, today, episode 156, we are going to be talking about what we are most excited for in the coming year of 2021. Now, as we all know, 2020 was pretty much a shit fest. Uh, so we're hoping that 2021 can uh, maybe, you know, start to see the light when it comes to... Uh, Enjoying a full year? I mean, who knows? We don't know what's coming. It, it's just lots of... It could be the end of the world, which if it is, you know I'm what? looking forward to that. Let's go with a bang, Jesus. right? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's Lex. <laughs> we'll um, see. I hope. But... I have hope. I have S on my chest. It means hope. Nope. When he right, yeah. it just says shit. <laughs> That's what the S stands what, for. What this now. S stands for means not 2020 again. <laughs> not 2020 again. <laughs> Please. So we'll be going over all things we're excited about, whether it's TV shows, movies, comic books, uh, I don't know, theater plays, whatever we're excited about coming in 2021. But first, but first, we take a little trip, a little trip around something we call around the horn. No, we're not going to do any more of that <laughs> goddamn song. In the, probably did play it. Josh plays it anyway, but whatever. Around the Horn is where <laughs> we go around the table in a circular fashion to describe what we've been reading. However, we are no longer around a circular table. In fact, we are nowhere near each other in the same room. So but, hopefully we have some sort of table in front of us. Uh, no? Debatable. 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 <laughs> Mine's a rectangle. Yeah, you guys are sitting on my lap right now, so. Oh, we're like the little boys in the lap. That's great. The one am I feeling underneath me? Uh, <laughs> that's just my phone. Don't worry about it. Okay. Because it's not vibrating the same way that I think it should vibrate. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Continue, continue drinking. Um, so first, uh, Manderson, did you read anything? Oh, I read some stuff. Oh, oh. my friend, tell us. So, uh... A lot of you may or may not be aware that there is a nine-issue kind of crossover story that DC is doing called The Endless Winter. Mm-hmm. Um, and it will flash back to like this, I think five, well, I don't know how long because we haven't got that far in the story. But like an ancient version of the Justice League, Justice League that includes um, Diana's mother, uh, Black Black Adam, Ooh. Oh, oh. and... Uh, the Viking King, uh, are kind of and and a, and an Don't ancient know. version of Swamp Thing. Yeah, oh. the Viking King. They just kind of like introduced him, and so we're gonna oh. get to know who he is. Is uh, he kind of like I a, guess, probably a, pre- a precursor to uh, Atlantis kind of people? Maybe. Um, I haven't got that far in the story yet. We'll see. We'll so, see. but basically, like it flashes kind of back from the past to the current, where they're both dealing with the same villain, who's the Ice King. And he's bringing this this never ending winter uh, to the entire globe. Winter is coming. And 
how they're going to deal with it. Um, it's it's nine issues. Uh, I'm three issues in right now because I haven't picked up my next stack from Empire's Comics Vault yet. Ooh, uh, nice plug. But uh, sweet K, it's, it's my home <laughs> away from home. Sweet K. They uh, they do. It's it's so far it's been really interesting and and the first three issues have been slow except for the third one which was the flash you know that one's always fast <laughs> ah, is it is he because wow. it's the flash so he's wow so he's fast. Right. anyway <laughs> so i've been reading that and i and i picked up after all these years superman red sun and i'm Ooh. going through that right now yeah it's it's very interesting speak to the superman uh and i just got to where he, he fights say? Batman. He fights the Batman. They always fight each other. Of course, they always have to fight. So they can't just be friends. They just got to fight. In Russia, the bat fights you. (laughs) Actually, he fights you anyway. What does that mean? In in Russia, man is bat. In in Russia, man is bat. Yes. (laughs) That's what I've been going through. I've I've enjoyed it. It's been very different. Uh, I thought I would have a hard time reading it just because it's like... Not not Superman I'm used to, but... Um. That yeah, it's in. I have to translate the Russian, which is really hard. So, did you catch I get, the? Uh, I get Putin on the line, and he's <laughs> helping me out. Da da da. Did you catch the um, Superboy versus um, uh, Batman? Who laughs? Uh, I think that's in my the stack that I'm going to pick up this week from Ben. It's so, it's is interesting. It pretty, is it pretty good? From what I've heard rumors of, because okay. it, it's it's like. It's kind of returned to form of what, because you know, like how he kind of like here's after the crisis event, and then he's now just kind of obscure. Like now he's in the Sinestro Corps, and then all of a sudden, like, well, now he's a big part, and we're going to talk about his like origin in a way where it's like, oh, like I do care about this character. Oh, so all right. Well, I'm looking forward to that one. Is this is this black T-shirt Superman or leather jacket Superboy? Excuse me, Superboy. This is Superboy Prime. Superboy Prime is from our universe quote unquote mm. where Prime Universe reads comic books of superheroes mm. and then during one of the crisis events I can't remember because there's too many of them uh, he gets well he's actually from a Krypton in our universe but there's no Kryptonite so he never gets the Kryptonite uh, vulnerability but then during the crisis event where all these superhero supermen come together mm. he comes in and he's just like oh well I'm like the most powerful one because I don't have the Kryptonite weakness and his powers get activated because like comet comes around it's all weird the most like notable thing is that he punched reality and like Ow. he wore the anti-monitor's <laughs> armor and just like destroyed yeah. everybody mm. yeah nice. I, I remember the one he that remember to see himself become a ship or a- <laughs> <laughs> as we all do yeah as just, we all do. Just, we i remember leather jacket together. sides shaved superboy because that's, yeah, i had actually had that last issue of when superman came back and he's back too Oh, still rocking so the side is, shave is that, leather jacket. Is that Jonathan yeah. or is that Con Connor? Connor, he's That's in Con. uh, Young Justice. Yeah, still got so the they jacket. Brought, they brought him back, and yeah. so there's there's currently two Superboys because you yeah. got Jonathan. Connor and Young Justice, and Jonathan, who is part of the Legion of Superheroes. Who who is who is baby? Yeah, baby <laughs> he is baby boy, baby boy. So anyway, uh, 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 Tom, 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 have you been you read comics, been, Tom? I I. Do just not <laughs> as much as I did. 
Understandable. Uh, did you read um, the IKEA catalog this week? I did not. You know what I did read? This is this is this is this is comic book adjacent, and as Steve's will know. Okay. Acceptable. Because uh, I'm sorry. Um, and uh, because it's uh, I've been taking you know during this I've had I've been working, mm-hmm. thankfully, uh, and I've had like some time off from work because it's the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time of this recording, and um, I was able to uh, continue my master classes. With Neil Gaiman. Of the Gaiman. The who, happy wizard. Who, you know, did some Sandmans. Hello. Did some American Gods mans. Mm-hmm. And he did some, um, he did other things. But um, one thing in particular for those who want to like wet Crawl their on. whistle, who want to dip their toe in. Mm. One thing I really liked, he has like certain case studies. And so he'll do like how to write, how to look at things as a writer. He's like, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I'm going to just tell you how to utilize the tool belt that you already have. And, you know, it's Neil Gaiman. So he just sounds lovely. I can hear his as, voice already, as, the words you're using. I can hear his voice. <laughs> he's a lovely human being. It's just ASMR that he's like, I could just go to bed hearing you talk. And um, one thing that I really enjoyed recently that he talked about was when you're writing characters, you got to trust them. You got to listen to them. And sometimes you got to create one character in order for your main characters to talk to them. Mm-hmm. So how do your characters talk to each other? But also, how do you differentiate and distinguish between your characters? And he says... To give them a funny hat. So, Steve's, Manderson, myself, we all have our own funny hats. And we wouldn't actually wear these hats per se, but they would be monikers, which would allow us to feel like these are distinguishable characters. Mm-hmm. This person is different because of that. They do. They have these things. Which, if you look at any piece of medium, comics, TV shows, films, books, characters start getting muddled together because they're all just kind of the same cannon fodder. Even though, like... They're from this tribe, and they believe in this. But it's like, who's the difference between this guy and that guy in that same tribe? I don't know. Like, one's the leader, but this guy acts like he's the leader. You know, so it it's a interesting thing nice. to do. Um, and, and you know, he's you download a PDF book and you read, and you know that that's the thing. That's nice education. Nice. I do have, uh, I have the first three issues of Sandman. Uh, excuse me. Three, three trades, three trades, my bad. Um, borrowed from someone that I haven't seen in four years. Um, yeah. I, and have then you, have I, you done the audiobook? No, Sandman, I've not, not yet. It's no. so good. I know, Amy was talking about it. I did it and it, it it touched me in a way and it's so good to the point where when you finish it, you're like, what? It's not, it's not done. <laughs> I, I needed more. And you're like, oh, because, yeah. So. I read those and then I listened when it was available on YouTube briefly. I listened to the first uh, part of the audiobook for American Gods because I wanted mm. to start the series. Mm. And I am currently catching up. I mean, I just started season two. And I mean, can, can, am I allowed to double dip? No, go ahead. Of course not. I mean, recently I read Preacher volume well, there one you go. Boom. For, for Nerd On. Yeah. Oh, but there you go. That counts. That counts. And, yeah. and uh, I, I, I said this on the <clears throat> podcast episode if you want to go check that out. I much prefer the comic book over the TV show. Really? Okay. So far, nice. uh, it's 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 dated because it's like in the '90s and mm-hmm. misogyny is everywhere. Oh, yeah. uh, but I'm like, oh, and how they adapted it, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. I was like, okay, okay, I see mm-hmm. what you're doing, baby. But I'm mm-hmm. like, but how did this happen? So nice. Preacher, Very Preacher cool. Volume Volume One. It's really it's really good because and it's also uh, Garth Ennis. So like, it's intense. If you like the boys, it's violent. Very yes, well. and I do like the boys. Uh, I apologize to our audience. Uh, the cat that we have named Cal, 
guest, Manderson. Thought you'd appreciate that. Uh, you named him after me. It's fine. Yeah, he uh, he broke into uh, the room, um, mm. and he's uh, he's a Maine Coon, so they're loud. Yep, there he is. <laughs> <clears throat> That's what you so, get when you have a super cat. Yeah, yeah, he wants to be pet, I guess. Um, we're going to work through this, and when I get a chance, I'll kick him out of this room. Um, now on to my reading. I actually got started on something. Uh, a gift that was given to me, not this year, but last year. <laughs> yeah, I know, by Amy. <laughs> um, finally getting around to it. Uh, I am reading uh, Batman. Dude? Come on. Br- bring, bring him up. Bring him up yeah. to the mic. Yeah, I just want to laugh and have you petting him like we'll, you're... We'll, we'll hold it off right now. So he's you obviously... <laughs> He's yeah. a main coon. Okay, look at this. Okay, is he? Here, say hi to everybody. There you go. There's the purr. Yeah, he's polydactyl. He's got seven-digit claws. He's a main coon. He's like eleven years old. You can hear him purring, right? He looks. He looks <laughs> like the cat from uh, Star Trek Discovery. Yeah. 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 He's wanting me to pet him, but now he's mad that I'm holding him. Dude, make up your mind, man. <laughs> Kryptonians, I swear. All right. See how long that goes. Uh, back to what I was reading. <clears throat> Batman, <laughs> Death and the Maidens by Greg Rucka and Klaus Jensen. Right there. Uh, it involves Ra's al Ghul. Uh, I'm still toward the beginning part of it where Ra's al Ghul is demanding Nyssa to give him her newborn child, Daniel. And this takes place in 1923. And she denies him. And from there, we fast forward to present day, where uh, Ra's al Ghul is angered by a certain detective who has now been destroying every um, Lazarus pit he can to thwart Ra's al Ghul's ability to regenerate. And Ra's al Ghul is asking for Nissa's assistance. And that's as far ah. as I've gotten so far. That's as far as I've gotten so far. Uh, but I am excited because Ra's al Ghul is my favorite Batman villain. Yes, I do place him slightly above Joker. Uh, Whoa! Be- yeah, I know. I like Ra's al Ghul a lot because I believe he's the extreme that Bruce would become if Bruce went full-blown, you know, if became the heir, basically, but mm. never got that far. So I'd see Ra's as the extreme of what Bruce Wayne could become. Uh, and yeah, nice My to favorite see Batman villain is Condiment Man and then Joker. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite one is the ship. <laughs> the white Portuguese. The white Portuguese. That's the role I want in a future Batman film. Just, I'm going to be a guy who took the name of the ship to fight Batman. That's what I'm going to be. Yeah. Becoming ship. <laughs> you destroyed my ship, detective. <laughs> His name was Estevez. You're going to divide my dad. Yeah, they're speaking Portuguese. And Bruce Wayne's like, what is he saying? That's the one language I don't know. Portuguese? What is- Cosnian? Yeah, yes, maybe. Portuguese. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's what we're reading around uh, the horn here. Please, those of you, continue to read comics if you can. Uh, fit them in, whether they're digital or uh, literary, uh, the physical copies. What am I saying? They're all literary. Anthony, you, Steve's you idiot. Um, we're now going to move on from that. I like to ridicule myself live on the mic. We now will move on from that to... It's really becoming of you. It's, it's very becoming, Conan O'Brien. It is. I just need to wag yeah. my hair like crazy. There you go. <laughs> Self-deprecating humor is the, the most noble of humor. It's the way to go, man. It's the way to go. Uh, and as seven claws dig into my leg, we're going to quickly go into the news. That's right. It's time for the news. We're going to cover all things 
comic book, and since Tom is here, pop culture related. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's right. Movies, the TVs, the all that. Okay. But our I didn't first... come prepared. <laughs> I got you. I got you. It's okay. Uh, our first story I'm going to cover today was oh. brought by comicbook.com. And oh. it's actually kind of a, you know, a very pro comic book story and it revolves, it revolves around one of the greatest hip hop groups of all time. Throw them up, throw them up, fellas. Uh, Wu-Tang. The Wu-Tang. The Wu-Tang Clan. Uh, their member, Method Man, and how reading comic books shaped his moral code. So he basically talked about how being a comic book reader um, made him become a better reader himself and also inspired his moral code. Didn't they do a lot of, like, Batman stuff? Yes. Like a while ago? Yeah. Wu-Tang is big on the Batman. They did a whole yeah. thing where the bat symbol looks like the Wu-Tang clan symbol. And- I was going to say, if you do the Wu-Tang symbol, it looks like a, just a bat. Mm-hmm. It does. It does. Uh, his actual quote uh, they bring up was, The stories taught me how to read better. Taught me words that I wouldn't have known if I hadn't picked up the books. Gave me a moral code that I didn't know I had. A lot of us that read the books have an inner moral code that we haven't even noticed. And he went on to talk about how he got to write stuff. He did a Marvel special, too, I guess, for Ghost Rider, a Christmas special in 2016. And how it was like living the dream. So I thought it was pretty cool that, uh, you know, Method Man, one of the you know greatest rap minds of all time and one of the greatest groups of all time, talking about how comic books shaped his moral code and taught him how to read and how much that him and the rest of the group are huge comic book fans. I thought that was pretty cool. That's pretty nice. Yeah. So... Wu-Tang, everyone, please play some Wu-Tang tonight, okay? Or and in today. 20 years, we'll get the same thing from, like, One Direction. And they'll talk about, like, the MCU and what they did, what it, what it did for them. It's like, we learned how to market to a world audience. Man, from Wu-Tang to One Direction. <laughs> hey, man. Up or down, it's only One Direction, babe. From Wu-Tang Clan, ain't nothing to fuck with, right to... Uh. Was that the story of my life? Story of my life. Yes, yes, they were. <laughs> you like that one song though with yeah. the with the with the I don't know, it sounds like Christmassy song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the one song with the kids and the singing it's, and the, it's the with the jingles. With the jingles. <laughs> I'm, I'm old now. More the instinct. <laughs> um <laughs> moving on to our next piece of news, which involves uh actors that have been in the MCU. But regarding other work they've done, uh, <gasps> the man we once knew as Killmonger, Michael B. Jordan, <gasps> will be sitting in the director's chair. Oh. oh. Is it for? For Creed 3. Oh. Yes. He will mm. be sitting in the director's chair for Creed 3, according to his co-star, Tessa Thompson, who plays his wife in the Creed series. Now, I'm excited by that because aside from growing up on the Rocky movies, Creed 3 was a fantastic way to, uh, you know, revolutionize the Rocky franchise by making Rocky now a supporting character and focusing not on just a new boxer, but Apollo Creed's son. And so that it's, first Creed was fantastic. I also love Creed 2. It's the legacy that. of, like, punching up for the underdog. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, and I have, I have feelings because... Y'all know me study film boy. What um, you? You with uh, uh, at the same school, alma mater of Ryan Coogler. That's right. Who wrote and directed uh, Creed? Mm-hmm. And Sylvester Stallone was like, "Hey man, here you go. It's in your hands now. I give you the mantle. You now have the the, the, the property. No pressure. 
And then he just peaced out. And he was like, I'm out to do Black Black Panther. And I was like, oh, but this was the American dream. Like, nothing wrong with it and all. But it was just like, when you know the story of Rocky and like how Stallone like lost, didn't have anything, sold his mm-hmm. dog and like was making deals and he wanted to direct, star and produce. And they were like, no. His and finally he got ditch. one deal that was like allowing him to star in there. And then... Got best picture, right? <laughs> it was like the most like underdog story within the underdog story. Like there needs to be a movie about making the movie, right? Exactly. <laughs> and and then you hear like you know some prodigy filmmaker, which you know all respect and you know love, and he's like, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna take it this way and blah blah. Take it a new direction. And then Stallone being like, Hey, I trust you. I want you to go far with this. And then kind of just peace out. Obviously, they're probably still amicable and stuff like that. Yeah, I think Cooler still bad, produces. But- I know that. Yeah, well, he has to because he owns the rights. Yeah. I think he, quote unquote, would own partial rights to that character since he created Adonis Creed. Yep. And so it's like, that's true. uh, Yeah, of course. It's like, you know, no matter what, whoever touches this character, like Dick Wolf will own all the The law and orders. Yeah. But so it's, I'm just like, but. But baby, I, but, I, I'm here, man. Like, <laughs> let me make a movie about Spider. Like, no one liked him, but people could like his son, Fly, <laughs> Centipede. I don't know. <laughs> which I mean, I which is cool because, and you know, Coogler and Jordan are pretty much. If Coogler's he, doing something, he, Jordan wants in on it, or vice versa. Basically, it's the Scorsese to De Niro exactly. to DiCaprio thing. Yeah, so I think it's. You know, I'm interested because Michael B. Jordan, I mean, starting like I think five years ago, opened his own production company, uh, well, became big time producer, now seeking material that he wants to bring to film. I don't uh, know if you if this is later in the docket, but I mean, he is going to be in the producing chair for Static Shock. That's right. He is. You're right. I think we is covered it, that before, but no, you're right. Michael B. Jordan there's is producing. there's been Static. more news about that recently. Bring it up, Tom. Tell us. Uh, Static Shock and Batgirl are reportedly going straight to HBO Max. Oh, yes. I did see that. So it's just interesting to see. We'll see what happens. Um, I'm I'm for HBO Max bolstering their thing, but also I'm like, Static Shock should, I think, see the light of day. Should get, you know, bigger, you know, blah, blah. And if they do it the weather way they're doing it in 2021, where... They released the movie in theaters and on HBO Max at the same time. Cool, but I hope it's just not a pure HBO Max movie. Cool. Yeah, do I you, agree. I agree. Do you think, Tom, that releasing on HBO or on any streaming service and in theaters at the same time hurts one of the those other? movies in the movie industry? Or is it just kind of like, it's whatever. Some people don't want to go to movie theaters, so they'll watch it this way. Other people want that experience, so they'll go to the theater. Um. This has been a contemptuous conversation at the ner- at Nerd On um, between Corey and I because for me during 2020 and during a you know time where uh, you know we can't get to a theater, um, it felt like for me like well now we get at least people to, to have this feeling of watching something brand new, you know instead of something that was built for a streamer because mm-hmm. um, there's just a little bit of a different feel to it. Um, but a lot of people, and I understand this, feel like this is like the nail on the coffin of like no more theater experience. And even directors who I look up to, like Christopher Nolan, have slammed these kind of decisions um, because 
there's not a lot of protection for the people who aren't directors and producers and actors and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. for me, I'm always going to be on the side of like, I want to watch it in theaters, but I also understand like as a business, like there has to be some sense of like, how do the consumers win from this? And that felt like to me, like the most logical move. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always going to be a better way to go about it, I think. Um, and so far, there's been a lot of conversation of like how they went about, you know, with HBO's particularly, um, that it could have been better. And I agree with all those things. Um, I do think that, you know, the film industry needs to somehow revolutionize how we go to the theaters. Mm-hmm. I kind of say it where I had heard it from someone who is a big comic book uh, advocate and patron saying like that they didn't feel too bad for comic book stores. And it's a very like, your whole thing is about comic books. How do you not feel bad for comic book stores? And they were saying like, well, if the times are changing, then you need to change with the times. You need to offer more than just a comic book store. And then, but that's also a slippery slope because then how do you just not become a big box store like a Walmart, right? Where you're Mm -hmm. just offering other things that's diluting what your brand is. So it's like, you know, that's why the arcade was invented for the the theaters. And that's why now they have the studio movie grills, right? So it's like you Mm -hmm. offer more than just the movie experience. So it's like, how do we... You know, it's and that's the thing between us guys, us three. I don't know if there's a decision between us, but like I can throw an idea, but yeah. you know, I'm not a decision maker. Well, yeah, um, and then it, it's it, it's difficult because I'm one of those in the middle where, trust me, with a number of streaming services services that we're using and surfaces and surfaces because they got a stream on them <laughs> and they're uh, silver and they're and they're also white Portuguese. Um, <laughs> they. Uh, it's been very nice to have access to all this content at once at once on the comfort of our own couches, but I still miss the theater experience. I miss walking into a theater opening night of whatever movie is out sitting in the middle with this telling the teens behind us to shut the heck up right with this screen that will always dwarf whatever TV I have with a sound system that will always outperform anything I have in the future. And just losing myself in a movie in this huge theater. I miss the theater. I'm not ready to go back yet, but I miss it. And I don't want it to be a nail in the coffin for theater. So it's it's where I'm in the middle there. I mean, I love streaming services, but I want I to I go and, to theaters again yeah, someday. Yeah, and I don't I know that. if you have a news for this next thing, but something recently came out. And this has kind of been like the test. Do you, do you, do you, are you going to talk about Wonder Woman? We, we I haven't d- seen it yet. He has not seen it yet. Well, so. no, 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 not even about that. Okay, okay. But okay. no, we, so, we, we're free to talk about it. Yes. So uh, the thing that it was interesting to me was like the move to have Wonder Woman premiere on HBO Max. This is the first one, the first HBO Max in theaters at the same time, and mm-hmm. HBO Max for thirty days, and then in theaters at the same time. Um, because I think for me, you know, my lens and prism I look through is through the film industry, since yeah, that's where I'm in. Um, but Trolls to released for universal uh around the beginning of most of the shutdowns Mm -hmm. and it made probably more than would have made in theatrical um typically you know there's statistics to show the sequels always have like a 13 percent drop off Mm -hmm. and they sometimes do better on vhs or blah blah um but with the vod at full price cost it actually like made if not the exact same amount as the first film did which is never never heard of you know Mm -hmm. like you hear that in the Dark Knight, maybe, or hear that on Avengers 2, maybe, on mm-hmm. the opening weekends. Um, and then after that, you had Mulan, right? And the Disney Plus Premium. And it had mixed rev- mixed reception. Mm-hmm. And then we had Tenet, 
and Tenet was supposed to be the movie that brought everyone back to theaters and get everyone to be like, let's, you know, take care of each other so we can go. And no one did it. We weren't ready. You know, it it barely made the money back. Um, It probably didn't make full money back because the marketing cost for it. So, so far there have not, has not been like a, a hybrid or a way that kind of proved that was going to be successful for Mm -hmm. anything. And so what I bring up today right now is that, you know, we're on the, afterwards the dust settling of wonder woman 1984 with mixed reviews but also it uh warner brothers has announced that they're fast tracking development for wonder woman 3 yep and because of the the box office it got in theatrical was the highest that the year Mm -hmm. i think saw yeah Yeah. it made Um, 85 million worldwide which given the pandemic we're in that's Huge. Pretty good turnout, yeah. And they yeah, were like, "Oh, okay, this is big. enough that people want more Diana Prince. They want mm-hmm. more Amazon Power." And so, th- it, I think to me, it's like, did it prove to be good? And then also, uh, Jason Kilar, who is the CEO of Warner Media, um, he was saying like, "We over, we got over the numbers. Like, we under expected like how much people were actually going to tune in and watch." Mm-hmm. And so, like, the viewership numbers proved to be beneficial for it. So, like, it's. It's a weird place. You know, it is a weird place. Right now. <laughs> it's a weird time. Like it's like you know, I could imagine what like uh, David Fincher was like when Netflix first came around. They're like, mm-hmm. what? You know, like well, Martin Scorsese. Let's say Martin Scorsese because yeah. you know Fincher is a little bit more. He ended up know, doing some cheap. Netflix stuff. <laughs> yeah, he's more he's more Vogue in that. Yeah, stuff. yeah. But yeah, so it's it's interesting to see where you know I want both, but it's like I like if this proves to be good, then like it gets me more of the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah, that's fair. I think there's there's certain movies that benefit from the theater and yeah. other movies where it, like they don't necessarily need it to enhance the experience. Um but uh, yeah, I'm interested to see what happens and I miss the theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Steve's you could you could tell me if we don't have enough time. But I there to Manderson's point. Wait, wait, hey, think, we got all the time, baby. Hey, we're the bow step. Uh, <laughs> but uh I think the, you know, Scorsese had some things to say about Marvel films. He did. Or particular superhero films. He did. Um, I half-heartedly agree. To me, I'm mm-hmm. very big. Let people like what they like. Yeah. Don't take away from them. Mm-hmm. But calling things what they are is never wrong in my book. Mm-hmm. And letting people know, like, hey, this is kind of what's happening. And for me, being a filmmaker and to have dreams that one day one of my films will have a theatrical release and people get to watch it starring me i'll have i'll fuck a story i'll start you baby but co-written my idea is like if i'm not playing with a property an ip if you're not a james bond a ethan hawk a dominic toretto a superhero hunt. ethan hunt ethan hawk and hunt <laughs> ethan hunt hawks hawking yeah um if you're not one of these guys these these characters no one's going to care mm-hmm like there is not, and that's sadly because of the blockbuster mechanic of the film industry. It's true. There's no room for yeah. my film that talks about like the heroism that the Portuguese people have have done for America. Thank you, Tom. God. You know, like, but no one cares. They want to see you in a spandex fighting off a Russian. I'll do both, man. I'll do both. Yeah. We can't, and that's to me. I that's why I, I I feel for it, and that's why you can see these movements of like. David Fincher's recent movie came Mank went to Netflix directly. You know, mm-hmm. like all these quote unquote you know veteran directors are now moving to streaming mm-hmm. because 
the theatrical experience isn't made for them anymore. It's, it's made true. for the families and kids who are going to watch it for the fourth time mm-hmm. of their favorite combo character. You know, and it's like, I don't want to take anything away from them, mm-hmm. but their actions are pushing out these artistic or risky films mm-hmm. that aren't made worth yeah. $200 million. They're made for $75 million, but they're telling stories of like, hey, don't just be a good guy and beat up the bad guy, but like also being good is a matter of perspective. Yeah. And, you know, what you do in the face of adversity and desperation dictates who you are for the rest of your life. You know, mm-hmm. like those are hard hitting things that like is really tough. And like, it's, it's just kind of interesting to see how, what people see of theater experiences. I'm like, I mean, I have a lot of fond memories of being the only person in a theater and then watching like fences and seeing Denzel Washington, oh, like, yeah break down this character i'm like it's like Mm -hmm. my dad you know like (laughs) i'm just crying but like you know those are those things but there's no room for that because they don't quote unquote make profit they don't make Mm -hmm. money for the studio and so people are like why are we going to waste our time with distribution on this because distribution is way more expensive than it is to just stream it yeah no you're right i when scorsese and then coppola which is right after him who made those quotes i believe all people listen to is what they said what they called comic book, comic book movies. Carnival. And, carnivals, yeah. And people got hung up on what they said there. And I would have worded it better if I was Scorsese and Coppola because I would disagree saying, no, I think there's plenty of com- comic book movies that, that are. can be crazy, great cinematic films. At the same time, though, I understand what they're saying, that what mm-hmm. you just got to, where there's so many franchises and blockbusters there's no room for those art house movies, those indie yeah. flicks. And there should be. And I, when you get it to the point of what they were saying, it makes perfect sense what they're saying. People got hung up on their wording about what they said about comic book movies, which can dis- agree and disagree. But their meaning behind it, they, I mean, it's their passion. Scorsese, Coppola, these guys, their passion is to make these films, to make these and, and- artistic ex- expressions. And they see it being threatened in theaters by what they called carnivals. And I get that. I totally get that. And, you know, put the all the criticism aside for the heavy borrowing, which is Joker. Mm-hmm. But that movie would not have made any of the money that it made if it was called anything else. If it was just uh, called Fleck. Uh, Ar- Arthur Fleck. Arthur Fleck. No. Right. You know, yeah. or called The Clown. Like, yeah, remove, remove the makeup and it's just a crazy guy and they, no one would care about it. Exactly. And that, there's that interesting kind of perspective to look at it where it's like, Wow, like that movie was made for fifty million dollars, and it made over a billion. Mm-hmm. And there's movies that are made for like less than that that don't make any of their money back. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like kind of sad. But then, like you, you know, you don't hear about the the Queen and Slims and the the farewells and Queen the and Slim was so all good. these things that like make it to award ceremony. And everyone's like, well, why are these movies the ones that are being given awards and not these popular movies? It's like, well, they're talking in two different languages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'd happily say that I was the guy who went to Blockbusters and would find out what's being nominated, and I'd go watch the Oscar nominees because I'm well-balanced. That's what I am. What's a Blockbuster? Well, that's debatable, no, Steve. Yeah, I know. Uh, My breakfast isn't well-balanced, but um, we left off on that. So Michael B. Jordan is directing Creed III. <laughs> um, Longest I, rabbit hole. Right? Unaware of who the uh, his rival will be, I don't want it to be someone Rocky has fought before. We got what? Drago's son taken care of. I don't want Clubber Lang Jr. in Rocky. What if it's, what if it's Tommy Gun, Tommy Machine Gun no, Kelly? No, not Tommy Machine Gun Kelly. Because if it's Machine Gun Kelly, he stands no <laughs> chance against Adonis Creed. <laughs> what if it's 
Rocky himself. Oh, Ooh, he turns heel. Now you're thinking wrestling, and that's a whole different story. But, but what if? But he's like Ric Flair status right now. That can't. We, he can't hang with Donis either. Yeah. What Dude. if it's Apollo's other son, Helios? <laughs> okay, Creed. now it's so Apollo. Helios and Donis. Funny though, the segue. Our third and final news story does continue on the topic of theaters and movies from a uh, Hollywood megastar himself and also artistic Oscar-winning thespian Tom Hanks. Uh, Tom Hanks, Forrest Gump, America's himself, dad, America's dad, uh, Mr. Rogers, um, Captain Sully. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, uh, no, I heard he had a... John. Uh, uh, oh, damn it. Yeah. What was his name in Saving Private Ryan? Wilson Lover. <laughs> yes, Wilson. Yeah. We all know he did some stuff with Wilson. <laughs> Let's God, be honest. This anyway, took a turn honest. I did not expect. <laughs> I think name? I'm going to need more It's called a bounce of brothers. With this. <laughs> I watched Private Ryan so many times. Anyway, um, I've Tom never Hanks. I've been more disappointed than you. I know. I'll find it here eventually. <laughs> says the Marvel Cinematic Universe will help save movie theaters. So there, there is uh, someone who, a turn there, someone who's known for being uh, the artistic actor as well as the big uh, box office actor, who is saying that the MCU and movies like them will save theaters. Uh, his actual quote today according to Collider, was a sea change was due anyway. It was coming. Will movie theaters still exist? Uh, absolutely they will. Uh, in some ways, I think the exhibitors, once they're up and open, are going to have the freedom of choice of what movies they're going to play. Big event motion pictures are going to rule the day at the cinemas, which <laughs> continues as to what Scorsese and Kovala were, ta- we were we talking about said. earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's Tom Hanks. Um whose new movie, News of the World, just opened. And mm. I think that opened... He, in, he plays a captain in that, too. Yeah, it's a Western. Uh, based He's on Captain a, Newsman. Captain Newsman. That's the exact name, Captain Newsman. Yeah. The Newsman Cinematic Universe. Tom Newsman. <laughs> That's his name. Um, I keep I telling my out. kids that movie is Woody's origin story. <laughs> it is. <laughs> like, and that, That's not Woody. In the second film, they're going to introduce Chris Evans as Buzz Lightyear. Yes, which is actually <laughs> happening. <laughs> and then in the third film, Bradley Cooper plays Fievel in oh, Fievel. I'm in. I'm in. Bradley <laughs> Cooper as a vulgar Fievel. Give me that. Guys, <laughs> guys, cut the check, Hollywood. We're here. We're here. We're already here. Cut the check. <laughs> uh, Captain John Miller was his oh. character's name in St. Barbara Ryan. So Captain White Bread. Okay. You, in white bread. Yes, okay. that's you it. redeemed yourself. Cool. I uh, cool. appreciate that. So yeah, that was uh, what we got there from Tom Hanks. So there's Tom Hanks saying that uh, the big blockbusters are going to save theaters, um, and his movies that came out this year did go straight to. I think Greyhound went to Apple TV, didn't it? Yeah, oh, that went straight to so Apple good. TV. You saw it? Oh yeah. I need to see. I, he- it. I don't have Apple TV, but I hear nothing that they have is bad. I Everything have, they have yeah. is like particularly pretty good but just no one yeah. cares about Apple it's, TV sadly it's like it's either good or very good yeah Damn. Greyhound was fantastic yeah. Morning Show was Dude, fantastic Ted, Ted Lasso probably one of the best comedies yeah. I've ever seen in my that's life that's an Apple TV but, show yeah yeah. I heard nothing Damn. greatness about that yeah yeah it's so it's, good. I heard it's like the feel good show of the year it's mm-hmm. hilarious and yes it gets you right if you have a heart it gets you there oh, mine disappeared so if you find it let me know <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's uh, it for the news there. Uh, Method Man loves comic books. Uh, Michael B. Jordan directing Creed 3 and Tom Hanks saying Marvel and other comic book blockbusters are going to save movie theaters. Thank you. All right. There you go, fellas. 
so moving on to the main topic of today's episode. 2020 has come to an end. It is 2021. And we only we got are, 10 minutes, guys, so let's go. <laughs> and we're looking for the things that we are anticipating, the things we want to see, we want to read, want to enjoy in the coming year, whether they're in theaters or through streaming or in a book. Um, so off the top um, – I'm going to take it away. I'm going to steal it. Go I'm Tom. sorry. I'm, I'm going to steal it. And Manderson, I apologize for everything that's going to happen right here. Because <laughs> I'm just going to check mark. Oh, uh, that was mine. That was oh, mine. No. no, 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 no. This is what's going to happen. It's going to just be a bloody mess because I'm going to say, I want to see Halloween Kills because yes! I need to understand what the heck is a Michael Myers. Is he supernatural or is he not? You don't have How to does understand. he survive a gunshot and being in a burning building? It's not the point of understanding. It's, it's not just surviving. Just surviving. It's not just in surviving. realism. Just if survive. you just say it's not realistic, I would be okay. Just survive. I'm, no. I'm okay with what's happening right now. <laughs> it, like uh, 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 Kurt, J- Jamie Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. You respect Jamie Lee the Curtis. Queen. What's her name in the in the Lori Strode? Lori Strode is the, is is the story of a survivor at its yes. max, at its purest. I can understand. Oh man, if she gets shot in the side and then she got a Rambo three and shove a spear on fire in her side, so it cauterizes the wound. Cool with that. Michael Myers, what are you? You are a man <laughs> in a mask. You don't frighten me. You are a you're. What, I I see that all the time. We all wear masks today. Metaphorically speaking, <laughs> oh, he was doing it. He was mess. doing it before anybody. A little, little Ben Stein, but no. Halloween Kills is one of the films I'm pretty excited about because yes. I enjoyed the sequel of Halloween. Mm-hmm. Halloween, because you know we don't need numbers to differentiate between sequels. We just put the year next to it, and we're fine. Yeah, it's fine. No, that's no, that's no, no. You put say the Halloween. That's fine. <laughs> Or Halloween, comma the if you want to be you know artsy about it, but you know it's fine. But yeah, I, I liked Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed the filmmaking of it. It just it 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 reeks of like shoestring budget and like we're just going to shoot this so well. And I'm like, I like it. This mm-hmm. is this is cinema. You know, they're the like, first one is so good. It's why the first Carpenters is so good. Same thing. They were like, we don't need CG walls. No. We go into an actual neighborhood and Bingo. actually kill these people. Bingo, we kill them <laughs> for real. <laughs> They don't know what's happening. Why? We're it just here. so realistic. And they're like, Kubrick is just kissing us from his grave. You know? <laughs> so uh, I'm excited for that because I don't know. And you, as Steve's, you could go more about it, know more about the lore of why the witches and why the third film doesn't connect to the anything and why Paul Rudd had his acting career start there. <laughs> All these things that are wonderful because um, I'm expecting uh-huh. a cameo or two um, mm-hmm. because I'm like, Cool, he might kill some more. Probably will. Yeah, uh, it's, it's Michael. Okay, but I'm here for it. I, I do, uh, of course, am excited about Halloween Kills coming out October fifteenth, twenty twenty one. I uh, I kind of have a feeling it's going to be for this franchise. Their Empire Strikes Back, meaning I don't think it's going to end happily. As in Laurie, oh. Laurie Strode does. Okay. No, I actually think Laurie, I'm, I think Laurie might actually make it to the third movie, the finale. And then her daughter dies. Somebody in her family might, um, yeah, die. And that's what I think, because mm. I think it's going to end in a sad note leading up to the third and final, I'm using quote marks, third and final, uh, Halloween ends in 2022, where we will get a final standoff between Laurie and Michael to where I wish Lori will sacrifice herself to finally end the terror of Michael Myers. 
That's what I think is happening. But so does the saying, end? You're saying that the third one's not going to be like it, the Return of the Jedi, where we get little Ewoks that save the day. You know what? So I don't think uh, Ewoks will be involved in this. So you're not. saying there's no mask store? No, there's yeah, no mask store. We get a store. haunted mask. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, and you know what? Halloween right. Three: Season of the Witch uh, is a fine movie on its own. Just people weren't ready for it when it first because. You know the original idea of the Halloween films, right? Anthology. Yeah, it was supposed to be an anthology series where after Four Halloween stories two, that happened during Halloween. Exactly. And yeah. people hated Halloween 3 season of the witch because it didn't involve Michael Myers. It's a completely original story. So, Oh, that's Mustafa crazy. You're telling me that consumerism changes the creative outlook on things? That's weird, right? That's Man, hopefully we can save theaters. The whole time <laughs> Carpenter and Deborah Hill were trying to do an American Horror Story thing, and no one liked it back in the uh, late uh, 70s, early 80s. So. That's why Michael has 12 movies and three spinoffs and universes. Whatever. Three universes. Yes, I know. I I know. They it's discovered confusing. the multiverse. They're going to I heard yeah. I heard Jamie Lee Curtis is going to reprise a role for the next Spider-Man movie. I don't know about <laughs> you guys. <laughs> <laughs> guys, with all the help that he needs. He needs so much cuz Michael's going to find his way in there too. <laughs> it's Spider-Man 3, Michael's home. Wait, my spider sense is tingling. <laughs> All right, uh, what, so, what other films are you excited about? Well, you took Halloween Kills. Um, okay, I'll go next. Okay. <laughs> one, okay. one of the things I am extremely excited for, it is the reason I wanted to get Disney Plus in the first place. Of the season. It, Ditto. Of course, you know, of course, you know, the vault, Disney vault for the kids and and everything that comes with Who it. Who cares that was about there. the kids? Who cares about the kids? Yes. It's about Tell us. me, young you tell me, young Skywalker. <laughs> tell me <laughs> Tell me how much you don't care about the kids. Execute order. Anyway, um <laughs> my main reason, because I was so happy the route they were taking, was for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I was so happy they were giving the shield to Sam. I wanted to see Sam Wilson. Oh, shows. We can talk about shows. Yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm including, yeah, my bad. Sorry. <laughs> um, from a movie into a show. Um, I was, I wanted to see Sam carrying the shield. I felt the Bucky character isn't quite done taking care of his emotional issues at the moment. So I'm all for Sam Wilson, Captain America. And I am excited for this show so much. Like I, I, I wanted to see where they go, the stories they can tell, what the, the angle they can take with Sam taking the shield I am excited for it. I'm here for it. It's the reason I got Disney Plus, and I'm ready for March. For I'm glad you bought it two years ago. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of like, is anybody else upset? Like, I subscribed for this show, and then it got delayed because of <laughs> because 2020, and I had it's to re up another year. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I know, Amanda. You don't know this, but I don't know. Steve, did I, did I tell you that I have a friend who's working on that show? Of course you do. Of course you have yeah. a friend working on it. Yeah, she. Uh, I'm not going to say names, all mm. NDAs and all that stuff. But yeah, she's working on the post production uh, visual effects, and nice. she was just telling me like days before Investor Day of like how insane the crunch times were, oh. and it was just like, you know, film if people who, who are listening who don't know the film industry, twelve hour days is a normal, but like fourteen to sixteen hour days is like the true normal. Mm. Is like that's how it really is, and you mm-hmm. get second meals and stuff like that because you have to get a meal every six hours, mm-hmm. but like. It's pretty demanding, if, especially if you don't have an eight-hour turnaround time. Because sometimes, even though you worked more, you still have to come back within that same call time the next day. Mm-hmm. Call time is the day you're supposed to come in. But, um, but yeah, so she was just like – she handles a lot of the visual effects stuff. 
And she was just like, it's imagine doing a movie, but doing several of them in a row. Oh my God. Because <laughs> she, cause she worked stop. on, I think she happy. worked, I think she worked on Dark Knight Rises. I think she worked on um, Ad Astra and Godzilla King of Monsters. Nice. So it's like we, she's I pretty mean, experienced in like visual effects and like the pace of yeah. big blockbuster films. So like it's pretty interesting to just kind of glean that information of like the special effects needed for the series is going to be off the chain if you you know you're looking forward to that. So. We we I mean we did have a former Marvel um, visual effects uh, person on our show in the mm. past. We had Josh Herman who mm. worked in everything from Iron Man up to Infinity War. Uh, mm. Tom, if you remember Nicole, who we worked with at Apple, it's her husband. Mm. He ah. is the gentleman. Yeah. He worked on the MCU films. You'll shout uh, out. Yeah, right? There you go. Yeah, that's right. Old school episode. Uh, Manderson, you were still a junior bacon cheeseburger member of the Crusaders at that time. Yeah, yeah. I do yeah. remember still, You were still son of Mander. You weren't yeah. super not, Manderson. Not super Manderson. That's right. <laughs> so so you, were Jonathan, you were Jonathan Manders. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Falcon Winter Soldier. I am excited for that one. Um uh, Manderson, what do you what do you feel excited for? Well, you guys took all mine, so I got. Oh well, then I hope you enjoy the show. Um, no, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna take it two comic books. Do it. Um, you should for this show. Someone has DC, to. DC is uh, they're doing something called Future State in yeah. the part of 2021. And when when I first saw that they were doing, I was like, oh come on, this is like a completely different line of comics. I'm gonna have to start buying. But it's just like a bunch of one or three issue blips and then you're done so you kind of get oh. this idea of what the dc future could look like with mm. these characters you already know and in some cases characters you don't know but it's like i i have all all the main titles i would get i'm just like just put all those in my box but i'm gonna get all of them <laughs> but it, instead of being like 150 the lord's work books, that's what you're doing yep. yeah and, and instead of like 150 comic books i'm gonna have to buy it's like it's 20 which is still extra comic books but it's not it's not a budget breaker. Um, and everything I've read about it looks really interesting because they're creating a lot of new characters to fill shoes. And it's kind of that the next generation of superheroes, but not necessarily those dark futures that you get a lot of times when With they the do multiverse. that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah so I'm, I'm really Ooh. interested because some of it's like, oh, this one takes place five years in the future. And then one of them takes place at the quote end of time. Um, and mm-hmm. so, like, it just spans so much time in the DC future. I'm seeing uh, one of those future state um, stories, Tim Fox as the next Batman. Yeah, so that was announced during DC Fandom. Uh-huh. So the peeps over at Milestone Comic Books who created Icon, Static Shock, uh, Rocket, um, not Bradley Cooper, uh, a Rocket. <laughs> this is also true. Um, so, um and he was saying that, you know, in production is going to be a Static Shock movie. And also, we are going to make Batman black. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, whoa. And everyone thought it was going to be um, Black Lightning at first. Mm-hmm. Like, he was going to take out the mantle because they were kind of gearing him up in the comic books. But everyone was like, to me, I was like, don't you have Luke Fox? The son of Lucius Fox? Yeah. And so, Tim is like the the other son that we don't talk Tim about. Tim Fox. Yeah. 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 Nice. Um, but, and I see um, it's being written by uh, John Ridley, who wrote 12 Years a Slave. Slave, exactly. And nice. so, like, he, like, it was, there was a whole panel dedicated to, mm-hmm. it was, I remember I this. Jim Lee was involved in it yep. too, just talking about, like, where it's going to go because he's publisher. But um, I want to, you know, Manderson, you're keeping more of an eye and a, and a pulse on it. 
um, but with Yara Floor, right? With Wonder Woman, it's going to mm-hmm. be a new Wonder Woman now. Yep. Like, yep. there's like, so there's a new Batman, there's a new Wonder Woman. Flash Thanks. has like prosthetics, yeah, prosthetic new legs. Flash, new so, Aqua Person. I don't know what wow. they're going to call it. It's a yeah female character it, stepping in there. Interesting. And John, I think Jonathan n- Kent comes in as Superman. Yeah, new Jonathan. new Green Lantern, Black yep. Woman, right? Yeah. So yeah. and I I think CW Greg Berlanti is actually already in development for the Yara Floor Wonder Woman character. Oh, interesting. That's awesome. And I think there is already talks that the HBO Max series is going to have the the Black Woman who is the Green Lantern character because she's half human, half alien. Okay. And so she's going to deal with the duality, but also the prejudice of not being an Earth protector. Wow. And so uh, okay. it's, it's it's interesting. Like I don't. It's interesting to see what the Green Lantern Corps is going to do, but uh, it's you know obviously again, Mother's Milk is the comic book. So like Future State, I'm pretty excited about. Like I I follow Dan Mora, who is an illustrator. He did some artwork for Future State, and you know, sorry everyone, spoilers, but the first few panels of Batman was just like, this is ball. This is Gotham City. This is Crime Alley, where Bruce Wayne got shot and killed, and it was just like. Whoa, like the poeticness of like him being killed in Crime Alley as well. Mm. I'm excited for that one. There's also, I just realized they're also, um, they're bringing the Phantasm. Oh yeah, in Batman Catwoman. In Batman Catwoman, yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. Uh, Andre Lamont. Yeah, and Batman's also kind of had a a shift in the comic books because he no longer has uh, access to the Wayne estate money. Yep. After the event of Joker, Joker War. War, yeah, yeah. so he is mm-hmm. now it with he lives within Gotham, and then Ghost Maker like effed his day up and was like, "You got to be a better Batman." And now he's just like doing his own thing and learning how to like make his own. He's like making a new Batmobile too. Nice. Uh, I know. There's uh, speaking of the bat, something that I think makes Tom very happy. <gasps> uh, in January on HBO Max, not only. We have all the seasons to Batman, the animated series, but also Tom's favorite of all, Terry McGinnis. Batman Beyond will be also available on HBO Max this January. Bruce Wayne's illegitimate son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I saw that. And it's, it's like, you know, with the DC, now they're called a DC Infinite because mm-hmm. DC Universe app is now changed to DC Infinite where it's going to be more comic booky. Um, I'll probably still keep it just because I still find it worthwhile to have. Mm-hmm. And if I need to buy anything outside of DC, then I'll just Comixology purchase it. Um, or go to my local comics uh, store like uh, Empire's Comics. Oh, mm, sweet. Sweet game. Sweet game. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so Batman Beyond is pretty exciting. But I'm like, oh, like getting all the DC Universe stuff on HBO Max. I'm like, I'm going to eat well tonight, baby. <laughs> But, this whole time, been like, I have the first volume of Batman the Animated Series, and I'm like, maybe uh, it's about time I buy all the. Oh, hey, HBO Max, how are you? <laughs> they're they're just bolstering their kid programming. Yeah, like yeah, that's 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 half the battle. If you think about streamers, it's like, how do you handle kid programming? Like, who who's the third parent here? And just pff, you know, here you go. Here's a streamer. <laughs> Continuing with HBO Max, uh, in March, uh, Tom, get the icky thump by the White Stripes ready. Um, because we know, we know what's coming in March while Falcon and the Winter Soldier will arrive in March and Disney plus over on HBO max release the Kraken 
release the Kraken. <laughs> Justice Snyder League cut, Snyder babe. Cut will arrive on HBO Max, where we will get the four-hour extravaganza of Zack Snyder's original vision with reshoots involved. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for it as I have become as the as time has passed and I have become more and more a fan of Batman versus Superman. Superman, of course, the Ultimate Edition. Um, I have become more excited for Justice League Snyder Cut and uh, really excited. I mean, March is going to be fantastic on Disney Plus and and HBO Max for me. I'm going to enjoy both these shows at the same time. I just I just remember when back in the day when Captain America Serpent Society was announced for May and so was Batman versus Superman. And then Ben vs. Man went to March 3rd, and then they're like, Captain America Civil War. And then I was like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> Y'all can just, mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds like the same movie. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, I'm excited for it. Uh, I've been a big advocate for it. I've donated to the ASFP. Um, so, yes, thank um, you. It's, it's, it's important, and I think, you know, just, if you hold on to the positiveness, it's kind of like Star Wars. I think Star Wars is just the 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 poster child of how toxic a fandom can be mm, but also yeah. how wonderful the art of it is mm-hmm. you know like if you stick to the wonderful things it's great and like yeah. obviously Barry has had enough brushes with the toxic side of what the Snyder fan is aka the Snyder cult mm-hmm. uh and I'm like damn baby like I I've experienced nothing but positivity from them and I'm just like oh that's so sad mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. like there are terrible people and they sad things about terrible people like the things we like so yeah, I know, I know. Uh, and, let's, and like to hate the things we like. It's true, and I think it's going to be interesting to see with Snyder Cut Justice League hitting where, uh, what, where we go from there when it comes to DC and Warner Brothers. Like, what will the impact of this do? Will it, if it's a great impact, if it's if it hits on all cylinders, does it change things that they weren't going to do before? Who I knows? think there was a CCXP. Um, convention, right? Um, and Zack Snyder was apparently talking about that DC comic books, uh, Jim Lee publisher was already talking about expanding the Snyder verse into comic books. And oh, wow. Scott Snyder was going to write, Ooh. but then he said, no, oh. people already get us confused that enough as it is. <laughs> exactly. <It's> fair, yeah. <laughs> he was like, and, and Zack Snyder was like, no, I don't think he's going to write, even though I do get influenced by his work. Can I imagine people saying the Snyder brothers working together? No, they're not brothers. They're not brothers. Just because Snyder has come out with more witches. That's what he needs. (laughs) Yes. Oh, witches is so good. Um, what else are we excited for guys? Anything else we're excited for in the comic book world? Uh, in the comic book world, I, I mean, I say this just for posterity. It's not something I'm really particularly excited about. (laughs) Widow. Yes, same. Um, yeah. I'm excited to see Marvel's second female-led film mm-hmm. for a character that I don't think we should... Sadly, the way that the Marvel manufacturer is, you don't care about because she's gone and dead and been in the past. But to me, what it does is it creates Florence Pugh's character of... I forget her name in the comic books, but to take over the mantle of the Black Widow and then mm. hang out with Kate Bishop in Disney Plus on Hawkeye show. Yes. And yeah. there is a little bit of like, well, in order for you to maybe like the cameo that happens here, you got to do some homework and watch the movie over there. But for me, it's like, to me, Scarlett Johansson should have had a Black Widow movie like after Iron Man 2. 
Mm-hmm. Like yeah. before the first Avengers. And I'm not saying like, oh, I don't know. But to me, it's like she deserved it. She yeah. is a, a worthwhile actor yep. on her own. And yeah, yeah. that character, Oscar nominee. Yeah. And that, that character, imagine if we got this story, then it would be like, oh my gosh, she's so, oh, she could take out Thanos. She's shooting a gun as mm-hmm. if he can't just snap those bullets away. You know, like, <laughs> it's okay. I believe it. <laughs> yeah. He's I'm, out there just like, am I a joke? What's up? <laughs> I'm hoping that this film has a very similar feel and excitement as this uh, Winter Soldier movie had. Because mm-hmm. I still maintain that's the best MCU movie. I agree. I agree. Captain America Winter Soldier is Tom, my, Tom's uh, thinking hard. Like, uh, I, don't know I, I love Winter I, Soldier. I've, I've grown to have issues with it that take away that like it's the best movie because it kind of just like falls on its face for one aspect for me. All right. Anyway, that's enough of that. And (laughs) (laughs) what other, what other things? Uh, WandaVision coming out, coming out in January. (laughs) (laughs) The next Marvel thing. (laughs) Yep. That was when I wasn't actually really considering until I saw the trailer. And I'm like, Ooh, this could be a bit of a mind fuck. I think I, I think I am going to watch WandaVision. Yeah. I'm going to need to see what, how, how he's there first off. And how we got to the, wherever we are in the in this trailer. So I'm I'm I want to see that. I I feel like it can go there, and if it goes there, I'm there. Okay. But if it if it decides to Disney it up and be like, but also for kids, and I'm like, but Legion, right? Y'all yeah. had Legion. Mm-hmm. Legion went there, and you know what I mean. Like just just in that sense, I'm like I, I have my own. But I mean, I mean, here's hoping. Yeah. Uh, it looks like uh, comic book wise, we are having a new Black Panther series coming out called King in Black. Wait, uh, wait, is that a new series? Um, no, I'm sorry, comic book, comic book, oh, okay. not television, like, not television. Like, Beyonce, <laughs> <laughs> King is black. My bad. A <laughs> uh, new uh, story starting out in the comic book world in comic books. Uh, Jeffrey Thorne writing, uh, German Peralta doing the art. Um, T'Challa's most treasured allies are lost in a storm of Noel's making and this wild one shot. So it's a one shot coming out. So that comes out in February. Um, you know what also is coming out? What's that? It's a film though. I'm sorry. I'm all about the film guys. You're the uh, film guy. O- it's fine. That's yeah, why you're here. Thing. We're covering Octo- all things 2021. October 22nd. Apparently snake eyes is coming out. Wait, the G.I. Joe character? Yeah. Interesting. I completely missed. Let me let me let me let me let me let me double check. Yeah, Snake Eyes is an upcoming American superhero film spinoff of the GI Joe film series. And the only reason that caught my eye is because recently this year I got the privilege of talking to Robert Liefeld, and he is such horrible feet. He he he's currently writing Snake Eyes. Nice. And so like he's like. You know, took a lot of inspiration from Snake Eyes to make Deadpool, and you know, mm. but uh, it's it's it, and I, I got a chance to read the first issue, which is really kind of cool. And they they kind of go a little Deathstroke, Wonder Woman of mythological things mm-hmm. of like here are these immortal warriors, and then Snake Eyes has nothing but his wits and his like creed that like lets him beat the villain, which is kind of cool. Okay, kind of cool, kind of cool, kind of cool, yeah, <laughs> cool. Um, I mean, are we going to talk about the movie that has everyone in it? Which was that? Spider Spider Man. Oh, that uh, one. Spider Man. Yeah. Uh, Michael's home. My- <laughs> <laughs> Spider Man kills. What? <laughs> I, I uh, mean, hey, everyone's going to be in it. <laughs> listen, 
Listen, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I like I like the Holland. Um, I my, my son likes the Holland, uh, not the country, the actor. Um, What's how about the, the spice? The, he likes the spice too. <laughs> um, no, I'm excited for for Spider Man. Uh, do am I already forgetting the title for the third movie? Do we have a title? There's yet? no title. So There's no title yet. Yeah. It just um, says Untitled Spider-Man Far From Home sequel. I'm like, can't we just call it the Untitled Spider-Man sequel? Right. Yeah. Like, um, people, watch yeah, it. Watch it pull a. That's confusing because, as we covered earlier, we got <laughs> Tim McGuire, we got Andrew Garfield. I mean, <laughs> so, I, I would, Donald I would hate Glover. for it to know. pull like a Dark Knight Rises and be like Spider-Man Far From Home. Finally. <laughs> like, don't do it you gotta do it you love to see it you know what i mean like but um no i mean I, the one thing i will say i'm pretty excited about is that charlie cox is yes. all but confirmed he's like in. he is like from what i've heard he's in and, and i'm just like stay like it's to me it's like steve wozniak telling steve jobs like give credit to the mac <laughs> 2 team Come on, man! You're, you're Seth Jobs Rogen, like, nah. Scott Wozniak, right now yelling at Fastbender is a uh, Steve Jobs. He's like, no, they're a bunch of losers. They don't do anything for us. It's like, give come on. credit to the Apple II. I love that scene. It's a great scene. And and then Netflix is just like, oh, come on, man. We were holding it down for y'all while you was making the next one. You know, like y'all remember Sweet Christmas? You remember? And they're like, no. And they're like, can we at least come for Endgame? No. as as someone who who enjoyed the the netflix marvel shows and daredevil being my favorite i may have done a little dance in the living room when i saw charlie cox confirmed for spider-man 3 yes he's gonna be his lawyer i mean then kevin feige finally acknowledges netflix (laughs) (laughs) yes fine they're in our world whatever moving on and then and then you see hellstrom on the side be like but we're Hulu. <laughs> Remember us? We were a thing. I, I and Chloe would... Bennett's like, we clean up your messes within humanity. <laughs> we clean up. Agent Coulson just be like, I I thought I was going to come back. D- does everyone know I'm alive yet? No one know yet? Okay. Nobody not know. And it's like, hey, we're New York's a big city. We could use 15 more heroes. I mean, they kind of, they, they mention what the Avengers did in those Netflix series. You would yeah. think it'd be cool to acknowledge them, but no. They, they treated those shows, and this is not like a, a shade. They treat those shows like how Star Wars treated all the books. Yeah, you can acknowledge us, but we won't acknowledge you. Yeah, it's annoying because uh, I, I, those shows were worth were worthy of uh, of some being a part. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, three out of four. Uh, I'll say I'm here for Punisher. I want to see some Punisher. Wow. I thought Jessica Jones was really good at Steve's. I can't. I love said Jessica that. Jones. I was not dishing on Jessica Jones. <laughs> wow, the other guy. Oh, Luke Cage. Wow, oh, that's even Luke's worse. Great. Okay, I lost count. So four out of five. Excuse me. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Talking about the guy from Conlon. Oh, that guy. I for, I completely forgot about yeah, him. I'm the, the dragon. The great Kung Iron Lan. Fist. Who, if I remember, in Defenders, got his ass handed to him by Mr. Matt Murdock. I'm just saying. But I'm the dragon from Conlon. <laughs> it's a magical place. Slightly celebrated when Murdock put him on his face. It was pretty cool. <laughs> Are there any other comic book you thingies? Oh, Shane Chi comes out. Sagan? Yeah. Shang Chi comes out. Oh, nice. uh, July 9th. Shout out to the Asian peeps. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, there's a, they're relaunching the Marvel's relaunching the Shang Li t- title. 
awesome. yeah. <laughs> in comic books as well. I will say, I'm, I'm going to bring it up. This is petty talk. Um, Tom people petty. who watch Mandalorian, there's this comic book that you could, I could talk about it. I'm not going to spoil it the way that Simu Liu spoiled it for me. The day the season finale of season two showed up, he posted it. He's he texted words that said like exactly what happened at the ending. I'm like, homie, this is 9 a.m. on Friday. The episode just came out. My dude, I'm trying to support the Asian brother, but you messing it up for me, man. I'm, that's all I got to say. But also, I'm excited to see like Ben Kingsley. You're not the character. Also, Guy Pierce, you're not you're not a dragon man. We're going to get a real Fu Manchu dude, maybe. I am the Mandarin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fortune cookies on American creation. Oh, sorry. Um, no. We do have Book of Boba Fett in December. Yeah. Oh. A full year away. 11 months away. Um, man, I think we've hit. Is that is that all all the things? I think that's that's not I all mean, the things. I mean, I got some uh, extra extra Ooh. nerd things. Not Ooh. say it, like, man. Say it. Because as as you all know, I'm a Star Trek nerd. Hell yeah! Get out. Uh, yeah. Star Trek Picard season two ah. comes out next year. Okay. Uh, 2021, and I've been looking around. There's another Star Trek series coming out called Strange New World, starring Anson Mount as Captain Pike. Okay. Uh, the pre the pre the captain before captain kirk on the enterprise uh and i i'm not sure if it's coming out end of 2021 or or it's 2022 but just if it is 2021 i'm excited about all that is this too. is this the pine universe or is this the shatner universe this all happens before the split like before that oh. stuff happens so like they're chris Hemsworth. it's kind of like this weird other world where it's like both of those things exist, but neither of them do. It's oh, oh it's before Divergent. Yes, Shaylee. Exactly. Oh, hey, I'm a fan of hers. I was gonna say, like, man, I should, uh, I should try to find a way where I can get you to just talk to Jonathan Frakes for a second. <laughs> Me? Yeah, you. Yeah, the oh, Star Trek yeah. boy. Yes, <laughs> but yes, I see don't care. <laughs> I would. I just, hey, Riker, what's up, man? Yeah, he has, was, his, he has to speak to you in the way he does in Ripley's Believe It or Not. Have you ever ridden a tricycle? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's beyond belief. It's not you Ripley's ever written Believe It or Not. With your left hand? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not is uh, a former Superman, Dean Cain. Yeah. Oh, Dean Cain. Uh, Dean yeah. Cain, yeah. We, will, we won't talk about different, that. Di- different person. Different yeah, person. Different guy. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, uh, there, there are probably other DC. Morbius is coming out, guys. Oh, Morbius, Jared, yeah. Jared, uh, yeah. Is it Jared Leto or Jared Leto? Leto, I believe. Leto? Leto. I don't care. Um, Lost in the city. As long as he doesn't hate me and yell at me. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'll, I, I, we'll see. We'll see. Michael <laughs> Keaton's in there. And I mean, if Jared Leto is as 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 uh, method as he was on Suicide Squad, then oh, he's probably sucking people's bloods out, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> He's probably giving people like here are these files, put blood in them. But which then um, makes some people think their conspiracy theories are true. Moving on. I'm 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 interested in it because I really like Blade. Yes. In those films. Mm, yeah. And if they kind of have that same vibage, then we'll know. But I mean, also it's a Sony Marvel. So it's a Venom, it's a Spider-Man mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um maybe if they split the difference, it you might just, be like kind of cool. Reminded me, we there's no production start yet on 
Mahershala Ali's blade, is there? No. Okay. Because no. I'm. But I think also that. there will be there will be no oil in the next Daniel uh, Day Lewis movie. Yeah, Venom. Let there be carnage. June twenty fifth. Guys, we're getting so many superhero movies. Did you just do a "There will be blood" reference? I did. There will be oil with the venom. I and drink the your milkshake. I it's drink it bl- up. It's blue, and I won't teach you Jedi ways. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Andy Circus is directing that. This Guys, is my friend Andy Circus. Th- there's a lot. There's a lot. There's Tom Holland man being Uncharted boy. Yes, um, that's right. Yes, he is the Uncharted guy. Yeah, freaking uh, Suicide Squad comes out in July yes, with Mister yeah. Mister Zhuang Cena, aka John Cena. Oh, August sixth. Yeah, August sixth. I mean, and, and Cena's character is getting a spinoff too. Yeah, it's called. Can we say cuss words on this still? Yeah, we're yeah we're TV. Yeah, we're good. It's called Fuck. It's Peacemaker. Yeah, yeah, and then you, and you can't see him. <laughs> what if him versus Drax and you can't see both of them? Oh, because he's so incredibly slow. He's so slow. Um, and then um, Candyman, which is directed by Nia DaCosta, yes. who is going to be directing Captain Marvel 2. Yes, Nia DaCosta. That's right. When yeah. does Candyman come out? Uh, August 27th. Who stars Dr. Manhattan. Fuck, spoilers. Um, mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and, um, it's been and over Black, a year. And Black Manta. Yes. And then um, November 5th, Eternals. Guys, y'all, y'all was complaining about how you didn't get any Marvel movies last year. And this so they're making up for happening. it. Making this, up for it now. And everyone's like, oh man, our movies are going to be no. Marvel's just like, huh, we're gonna make a city with our screens. Gonna make our own city with just movies of us everywhere. They're like Cyberpunk, eat your heart out. We CGI'd the whole world. Yaya Abdul Mateen the second the second plays uh, Candyman, who was uh, Mr. Uh, I mean, we won't say the movies. The, hold on, Watchmen's been out for over a year. We can say he's Doctor Manhattan. People need to catch up. So. But importantly, what's his first name? Cal. That's right. Yes, mm. little Clark reference there. Cal. That's for you, Anderson. Yeah. Good talk. Or John. Or John Oster Hallsum. <laughs> <Whatever, whatever. laughs> um, I, I feel th- like 2020 was so weird that. I stopped paying attention to any movie stuff. I'm like, I'm just going to read the comics in front of me because they're here. <laughs> That's, I think that was honestly probably the healthiest thing you could have done for yourself. Yeah. And I nailed movies. 2020. <laughs> nailed <laughs> you, it. You killed it. Yeah. Um, I gained 50 pounds reading all those comic books, but I nailed it otherwise. <laughs> That's that brain swole. Mm-hmm. You got brains brain, in bro. each part of your body. <laughs> um, also, Matrix 4 with. Yeah, oh, yeah, that was going to be one thing I said. I forgot about it. Matrix 4 and John Wick 4, the same day, right? Are they? No. <laughs> They're connected. <laughs> same the same day. universe. Uh, <laughs> right now on I, on Wikipedia, so this subject had changed. Wiki- it Wikipedia. says uh, December 22nd for Matrix 4. Okay. Nothing for John Wick yet. Okay. I had heard somewhere from somebody that so they were coming out on the Matrix- same day. Matrix Four. Are we correcting uh, Matrix Revolutions, or are we? What, what's going? We're not. On? It's no. the next genera- iteration of the Matrix. Yeah. Okay. So maybe okay. uh, Neo is like Agent Smith, where he's just yeah. a program Could within. Be. The and they, the and he never like actually was confirmed dead. And they was like a reference, like he he'll probably come back. Yeah, let's end in a goddamn truce. That's a good oh, idea. Yeah. Also, truce, truce is the way to go. Yeah. Whatever. March twelfth. Uh, the King's Man. Oh, Kingsman. Yeah. Yeah, the movie that has no source material. 
Because there was only one trade. There was only one book. And we covered it when covered I was still book. on. Yes, we covered that. <laughs> oh, my god! Guys doing what they want with it. I mean, hey, they they got the money. And I like Matthew Vaughn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Assuming it's in a theater, I guess. It's in March. <laughs> or your couch. It's in yeah. March. Couch still a seat. But also, okay, this is one side I got to do for me, for the homies out there. Do it for I'm, homies. I'm excited. I'm excited for Dune. Ah, Dune, yes. Dune. The Brolin's have, in it. Have you Have you read? I've only have seen you, the trailer. I've seen the trailers, but I haven't read any news on it. I know that. Well, I know I mean, have you read the book? I haven't. No. I have you watched the, the original film? Yes. Been so, a while, but yes. I mean, the first film is is weird. It's like a t- Tim Burton weird. Yeah. But the book, and then when you learn more about the lore, and then what it mm-hmm. is, and you're like, oh. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say like this: George Lucas was highly influenced by Frank Herbert, who wrote Dune. Mm-hmm. So everything you kind of see is all kind of these weird echoes mm-hmm. in a Star Wars, like. Crate Dragon is like a dune worm and like Paul and Luke are biblical names and moisture farming and then still suits that harvest your moisture because you live on a sand planet like mm-hmm. Tatooine. And, mm-hmm. You know, there's yeah. there's a lot of la, 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 cool stuff. I'm and Brolin's got a kick-ass goatee. I mean, come on. He plays, uh, uh, man, who's he play? I forget his name, but uh, Gurney Halleck. That's who he plays. And he is like, so you know who portrayed him in the original? Sir Patrick Stewart. Ah, oh, he's the guy who teaches uh, 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 Paul yeah. how uh-huh. to fight. Nice. It's got Oscar Isaac, the Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's got probably uh, I forget who's his name. Oh, it's uh, uh, Duncan Idaho, who is Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Jason Momos. Jason Momos. Yeah. And then you got the uh, <laughs> um, the Momos. <laughs> um, you got the uh, Cheney, who is the Zendays from the the Far From Home Michael's Home film. Like <laughs> you're throwing them out by like one name, <laughs> one just one. That's all. You, everyone knows Zendaya, who is you know, the, the Isaacs and the Bales, and the, you know yeah. the. the and the Neesons, and, and the then Neeson. the Bales is the Gores, man. The Liam Neesons. The Neesons. Um, and he's the bee's knees, son. Um, but uh, Zendaya, who is now the youngest ah, woman to get a, uh, an Emmy. Praise Zendaya. And I, there's, there's, there's a lot to that. There's a lot to mm-hmm. that. It's, it's, it's exciting times. Exciting I'm excited time. for Dune. I am excited for Dune. Those trailers look fantastic. There's a got lot it. to be excited about. Yeah, yeah, there is. There is. Ooh, I'm parched because there's so much we talked about. What else is on the docket? <laughs> <laughs> that, that was it. We covered what's coming up in 2021. Uh, I think we covered everything that's in 2021. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot. 2021 a- before it happened, guys. What? <laughs> did, did we? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Just lost in the. Might have been drinking too much. Maybe, maybe a little bit uh, that that uh, IPA you got going there, sir. I mean, um, there, there's about like a hundred movies coming out. That this makes sense. Coming year. I mean, we didn't talk about. Quiet Place, you know, Reed Richards oh, that everyone wants to be. Quiet Place 2. Uh, James Bondy's, um, Bob's Bond, uh, I b- forgot about Burger Bond. House, uh, Godzilla, Mortal Kombat, Cruella, Ghostbusters, In the Ghostbusters Heights, with the Top Paul Gun. Um, there's, 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 there's the Space Jammies. Uh, LeBron. Yep. Jungle Cruise Control. That's my um, guy. That's my um, guy. 
Jungle Hot Cruise Hot Control. Hold on. <laughs> Jungle Cruise <laughs> Control. He's just making up names now. <laughs> Hotel Transylvania <laughs> Forever. Because we needed more of them. Uh, I have not seen any of those movies. Uh, Death on the Nile, yeah, Resident name, Evil reboot. Every movie that's coming out. Wait, there's another Resident Evil movie? This is a They're reboot, baby. Stop. You got to okay. reboot it, baby. Are they going to go back to like, it's going to be more com- or more video game accurate now? It's actually a, a romance comedy now. Well, oh, okay. Guess okay. who stars in it? This is this is it. This is a comic book thing. Kevin Hart. Who, no. Is that, <laughs> no. He's not a, who would you put him in a comp? Listen, Anyways, listen. Uh, if I'm with the zombies, listen. listen. <laughs> he would be, uh, what's his name? Who Who's the guy who dies in every universe in the crisis event? You know what I'm talking about? He just like, oh, the universe is dying. <laughs> isn't isn't oh, that what he was and this is the end? He just died off in the beginning? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but I, I, I would love to have him as that character. But um, also, there's Untitled My Little Pony film. Um, but Resident <laughs> Evil 4 stars uh-huh. Robbie Amell. Oh, cousin right. to the to the mm. Green Arrow. Nice. Yeah. You you met him working out once, didn't you? Yeah. If he's who I think they would have him as, he has to get huge. He was your spotter, wasn't he? Wasn't he your spotter? No, he was doing he was doing rows. Yeah, you guys work out together. Yeah, every morning. Yeah, yeah. We, we can say it. We can all say all that. the time. You can say that. Friend of the um, show, Robbie Amell. Yeah, um, <laughs> he he's doing he's doing that, and if he's who I think he might be. Chris Redfield, that guy punches boulders. <laughs> so, well, he's you know. probably bulking up right now as we speak. Where he, he's, he's doing a, he, the just salmon ladder like crazy right now. That's what he's doing. That doesn't make him bulk. Bu- uh, that, that, that makes him ripped. He yeah, needs to be yeah. like huge. He needs to be like Adonis Creed, you know, two. Salmon ladder while having like 50 pound weights tied to his feet. Huh? There you go. That's healthy. That's safe. He needs he needs that cod that, diet, yeah. like Duanta. Like Duanta. Like the, the Duanta clause. Yes. <laughs> yes. Get his diets in there. Oh, uh, last note before we end this this run-on sentence of 2021. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you since the Tim uh, Tim Burton is planning on doing a live action Adams Family uh series, I wanted to know a fan cast here, who would you guys rather prefer? Oscar Isaac or Pedro or Pascal? Pedro Pascal. <laughs> which one of those two? Hmm? 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 I mean... Which, which, which Star Wars actor would you like? I... Everyone always says... They keep saying the memes show Johnny Depp. I'm like, no. Stop with the Johnny Depp, Tim Burton connections. Is it Oscar uh, Isaac or Pedro Pascal? Who, who, who is the As opposite? Gomez. Depends who's the opposite. I want Christina Ricci to be Morticia oh. now. To now step up from being Wednesday yeah. and now being Morticia. That's that's me. I mean, you did yeah. see the animated film and who the cast was, I, right? I did. Charlize and Oscar Isaac. I know. I know. And in my mind, I'm like, Charlize is great for Morticia. Yeah, but I want but. Richie to stay in there, man. Because then it's not just my crush when I was growing up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, for me, I would just say Pedro Pascal for me. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like Wanch is wrong now because I, I was thinking Oscar Isaac. It's okay. No. I'm going to break the tie. I'm going to break the tie. Pedro Pascal. Skull. There it is. See? <laughs> He's going to say, I'm break the tie. Javier Bardem. Javier Bardem. <laughs> and he looks at the camera and says, call it. Anyway. He He's a suave-ass dude. Oh, he is. When when he wants to be. Yeah. Oh, I'm he definitely is. Absolutely. I'm, I mean, and so, it's... So that was I, my... I, I, I think... We're all right. We're all right. <laughs> we're all right. We're all right. That was my random uh, throw in there that... It's not even coming out in 2021, but I just wanted to 
get you guys' idea on that. Anyways, that brings us to the end of episode 156, where we enjoyed what we got coming to us in 2021, whether it's in a movie theater or on a TV screen or in a comic book or in a book book or whatever it is we're looking at. Uh, we we hope- got our nerd on for 2021. Yeah. We, look at you. Look at you, huh? Yeah, we got a nerd off of 2021. Branding. <laughs> branding all over the place. The executives will remember this. <laughs> Give that man a raise. Uh, to, those, to the Crusaders who couldn't be here, uh, David Barry and Amy, they have, uh, you know, life happens and things can make it difficult. And so they took some time off for this episode and they'll be back with us shortly. No worries there. Uh, Tom, thank you for joining us from the Nerd On podcast. Remember, I have no life. Me. He has no life. That's where he lives. He never leaves that room right there. I'm just waiting on the call like, who needs me to guest? Who needs me to guest? Who's, is it Twitch or is it a podcast? Which is it? Uh, you can find everything about NerdOn on NerdOn.tv. Um, you can find everything. You can check out our Discord at NerdOn.io backslash uh, NerdOn. Or backslash Discord. My brain <laughs> is still in 2020. So. Somebody, yeah, it is. It's okay. It's all right. Yeah. Man. And then find us on all the social medias, baby. Nerd on TV. You know what I'm saying? You could mm-hmm. slip and slide the DMs. You could you could be like, hey, why are you not on the TCC stuff? It's like, well, Steve's doesn't let me. He just like unleashes the beast every once in a while, like Hugh Jackman and Famke Jemsen and the X-Men's. And he's like, go. And then I'm like, ah, eh, Brett Ratner. <laughs> and that's what happens. <laughs> so that's that's what I could do. So I could I could let the juice loose if you want. But uh, if you want a, a more formal way where you can meet more of my lovely host instead, um, nerdon.tv backslash everything you can find. Patreon, Be- Discord, Instagram. Beautifully all. done, Tom. Oh. Beautifully <laughs> done. Uh, Manderson, you want to put out your social media? Mm. Sorry, what? Mm. Oh, so his his social media this? is at tall dark not ugly on everything. <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, find you can, me at dr barry. Wait, that's <laughs> you can check the back of our monthly issues for Manderson's mailing address. It's a PO box in Sacramento. Okay, and we'll get back to you in four to six weeks. And for. All of them and the rest of the Capital Crusaders, I am the Azorian one, Anthony Steves. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you on our next episode. Until then, good night. Good night. Sleep tight. <laughs>